Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. Sure listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sherlock, sure sure listen. Sherlock, sure sure listen. Sherlock, sure sure listen. Sherlock, sure sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Oh, very exciting real life in sync actually here on the podcast, <laughs> Benjamin. Ladies and gentlemen, after last week's absolute fever nightmare of an episode in which Benjamin either desynchronized his mind or his soul, we're both. back with a we're both at the same time. Don't talk during my bit, Ben. You know that's the one rule. We're back with a normal episode. But sure, look, we don't have time to lambaste Benjamin for forgetting to record last week and then going back and spending six hours re-recording himself speaking to me in the void because there's loads of stuff to look at, including Mr. and Mrs. Smith have a trailer. Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths looked like it was done with Flash animation. Marvel's Blade has a game, which was announced at the Game Awards 2023, and we might even have a little looky at that. And our favourite segment, Who's in Deadpool 3? And are Marvel Fox just trolling us? And also, you've seen Doctor Who's Christmas special, The Jiggle. Well, it's it's not the Christmas special, Michael, but we'll get into that in a second. Oh, get good. into that in a second, Michael. Come here to me. Come here to me. She'll listen. She'll listen. What? What? If that wasn't enough, and it might just be, Michael. It might. It might just be. We put it out to the listeners and they disappointed us, Michael. I asked the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> what are your favourite TV Christmas specials to curl up on the couch and watch? And nobody answered me, Michael. Loads of people answered you. Stop being so petulant, Benjamin. I'm a petty, petty little child, Michael. But at least you're um, live this week. Uh, at least I'm live this week. Hopefully my soul and body and mind don't all desync at the same time and then travel the universe in search of me again and keep passing each other on the byways of the cosmos. But anyway, enough of Doctor Who. Come here to me. What? What's, what's, what's all this with Mr. and Mrs. Smith being rebooted? Oh, we're doing that first. I thought we were doing Deadpool first, Benjamin. You've lost your running order. Uh, What's all this multiversal stuff with bloody Deadpool? That's a very good question, Benjamin, and almost so spontaneous and not on the running order at all. There's loads going on in Deadpool 3, Benjamin. Yeah. And the big question is, how much of it's real and how much of it is just trolling? I don't know. Well, we don't don't know, know, Benjamin. For example, Benjamin, would you believe me if I told you one of the characters in Deadpool 3 is Jennifer Garner's Electra? Boo. But I would believe you. Yeah, because it's definitely true. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Would you believe me if one if I said one of the characters was Ben Affleck's Daredevil? Uh, yeah, go on. Why not? It might be. I don't... I, hang on, though. Go on. Hang on. Do, do one Jennifer Garner and one Ben Affleck not kind of despise each other? I don't know. I don't think so. They're just Hollywood. Am I, am I not given... Classic am I not given divorce. To, yeah, am I not given to understanding the Hollywood goss mill that they're they're not on the best of terms? Benjamin, I don't know. I don't pay any attention to Hollywood gossip, as you well know. Yes, it's true. You don't. You're Benjamin, not a man for the gossip. No, yeah. unless it's about what characters are in a film. Would you believe me if yeah. I told you that the fantastic car is in it? The the fantastic car, the, not the fantastic car, the fantastic car. 
um, well, many cars would be considered fantastic, Michael, but I suppose from more of a subjective point of view, you know, perhaps if you'd had a classic car from your teenage years, you might consider it a fantastic car. If you had a family car that never let you down, got all your kids to their soccer practice on time and the like, we call, that'd be a fantastic yeah, car. We call it football in this country, Ben. No, we call ga football in this country, Michael, and we call that dirty Sosnig game soccer. We don't, we call it association football. Association football. And I won't have another word said on the topic. Anyway, Benjamin, it looks like the fantastic car is going to be in it, but it is a normal car because it's got wheels. It's got wheels, Benjamin, how not that fantastic. Exactly. Would you believe me if I told you Cassandra Nova is going to be in it? No, I wouldn't. That's ridiculous. So, Charles Xavier's twin, yeah. who was eaten in utero? Yeah, 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 but she's grand. She got better. Absorbed and then manifests as a psychic feminine rage kind of trope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. That's the one. She, that weird D-list villain of the week is going to be yeah, in... Yeah, yeah, the very same. Would you believe me if okay. I told you Dakin was going to be in it? Wolverine's long lost son from his one great love Mariko I'm going to say Mariko I think I have that right um, uh, who was actually raised by a different Weapon X program and taught to hate his father and what makes him very unique is he has a mohawk tribal tattoos and two claws and a third one that pops out of his wrist yeah <laughs> that's how you make yeah. different Wolverines you make the third claw pop out of somewhere weird and then they got really, really iffy when they got to Boner Wolverine. Boner Wolverine. Come to Boner Wolverine's the worst Wolverine. Very sore. Very priapismic. Yeah. Benjamin, would you believe me? Would you believe me if I told you who else is going to be there? Would I? Would you believe me if I told you? I think that all of these people might be in it. But okay. But do you remember Deadpool two? Yes, Michael, I do. Yeah. Vaguely. It wasn't as good as we... No, it wasn't. But do you remember X-Force in Deadpool 2? Yes, Michael. It was a it was a red herring. It was just a big red herring. It was just a troll to, as you say, the fanboys. Yeah, it was a Rue de Guerre, Michael. Rue de Guerre, exactly. Uh, a Jason Fortune. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I suspect that all of these rumours we're seeing of all of these characters who are going to be in Deadpool 3 are probably mostly true. But I think they're going to be little more than cameos and jokes. I hazard a guess, Michael, Go on. that this is going to be based very loosely on Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Have you read that yes, comic? Yes, go on. Yeah, so uh, Deadpool gains sentience of the fact that he's in a comic yes. book and sets about destroying the universe he is confined mm. to in order to wreak revenge on his creator eventually and he goes about killing everybody in the universe and he pops up and he's like bloop gotcha yeah. he pops up again he's like bloop gotcha maybe it'll be that because it also appears that we're going to get Sabretooth oh is it Leave Schreiber no it's Tyler Maine is that the original yes get out of town. And it looks like we might also be getting Toad. Hmm. Toad of, famously, do you know what happens to a Toad when it gets struck by lightning? Michael, fun fact about that for you, right? One. Apparently, apparently, Halle Berry did that entire film in a Kenyan accent. Yes. And put in 
hours, yeah, and yeah. I mean hours, with a dialect coach yeah, yeah. to get it just so. Mm. And then Brian Singer came along when the film was wrapped yeah. in the can, as it were. Mm. And he went, nah, don't like it. Make her dub it all over. Do it again. Do it in a normal American voice. Proper normal American. So apparently we got a great performance from Halle Berry, says everybody. Especially Harry, Halle Berry. Especially Halle Berry. And uh, yeah, Brian Singer, the dirty old minger, uh, he... Uh, he made her re-record the whole thing and overdubbed it into his film. Benjamin, I'm going to do a little joke for you here for sewing nerds. But would you say that singer really stitched her up? Oh, <laughs> that's two-layered joke, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not sure what that is, just type singer two into layered joke. Just type singer into to Google Images there. See what comes up. The best. Well, actually, singer sewing might be the key yeah, term. Don't type in Brian Singer because then you'll just get a picture of director and alleged sex offender Brian Singer alleged yeah anyway Ben he is though <laughs> speaking of um, alleged criminals Mr and Mrs Smith is back but this time they're not the world's most sexiest people ah well Donald Glover is one of the world's sexiest people he's pretty fucking hot oh yeah and what's wrong with Mrs Smith Ben what are you trying to say there's nothing wrong with her oh you didn't let me get to Mrs Smith Maya Erskine also a hot item mm, a hot ticket as, in as the world would. Yes. Anyway, they're back. Uh, yeah, so 2005, we got the the mid-film, to quote the kids, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie that started off their tumultuous love affair that ended in a horrible divorce and many awful accusations from his children towards him. Oh, really? Is that true? Yeah, so here's hoping that doesn't happen to Donald Glover. Yeah, well, I don't know if these two are going to get married on the back of this. Probably not, given that Donald Glover is already married. Well, so was Brad Pitt. Oh, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Just just all around not great stuff from the gang. Classic Hollywood goss. This is so interesting because it looks to be... It's got a heck of a cast, Michael. Go on. Who's in it? Is Donald it's got Glover a big, in it? Donna, Donald Glover, Maya Erskine is the name of the young lady. We've seen her in loads of stuff, Michael. Go on. She pops up all over name the place. Name one thing. Paul Dano is glimpsed in the trailer. Ben, you're thinking of the, the Riddler from Batman. Yes, but he's in this. Uh, he's the next door neighbour in this, by the looks of things, Michael. He'll probably turn out to be an enemy spy. Probably. Ron Perlman's knocking about in there. He's got big old teeth, hasn't he? He does. Michaela Cole, Michael, of Chewing Gum fame... And This May Destroy Me. Never heard of it. Is there. Noted bather in the piss of Transformers, John Turturro is there. <laughs> He's a great actor, John Turturro, but remember that one film he was in where a robot pissed on him? That ruined him for everybody? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never lived that yeah. down. That's all he's ever going to be remembered for. Sarah Paulson's knocking about? I did, I saw her. She's a therapist. She's a therapist. She's probably an enemy thing. Everybody's favourite big uh, bloody Swedish vampire, Alexander Skarsgård's knocking around. Is old Alex Skars in it? Benjamin, mm-hmm. what is this? Is this a gritty uh, retelling of the story of Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah, so I think this is their attempt at... You know the way the first one, Michael, was very much pitched as a his and hers spy comedy. That was That was the... His and her sexy spy comedy misunderstanding romance with Hollywood's sexiest power couple. 
Yeah, and then what happened was somebody came along and said, what if we just sucked all the fun out of that and made it realistic? <laughs> Let's suck all the sexy out of it. They're not going to be rippling hot bods. What What if they're just spies who are really traumatised by what they have to do every day yeah. and they slowly fall in love over the trauma of what they do? What if they trauma bond with each other and we play that out? Now, look, there does look to be a few jokes in here, Michael, but it looks very serious, doesn't it? It's very serious and there's very normal people in it. I don't mind the normal people angle, Michael. I do. That's fine. I don't want normal people in my spy thrillers, Ben. You want big, sexy, standouty people? Everybody should be on unlikely levels of sexy in spy thrillers. Have you never seen a James Bond film, Ben? Yeah, it's it's like the requirements for two white males do a podcast. You yeah. just have to be unbelievably sexy, unrealistically sexy. That's what that was one of the names yeah. we came up with for this podcast. <laughs> unrealistically sexy, yeah. uh, a podcast with Mick and yeah, Ben. Yeah. But come here to me. It, it looks very serious, and it's striking a James Bond tone right at the end of the soundtrack for that trailer. It's a real classic sixties Bond kind of belter. Mm. It's like tomorrow never dies. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll go see it because I like a Donald Glover and I like, I like a Maya Erskine and you put Ron Perlman in anything and I'll probably stick oh, it in Hold on a peepers. second. Is this a film? Is this a film that's going mm-hmm. to be the cinema? Mm-hmm. Oh, this... Very much so. Oh, is it? This gave... Ben, for me, and you know, as you know, I'm very much a Gen Zer. this was giving streaming service. Oh God, maybe I'm wrong. Hang on. I, I, oh, I, I, I felt you, this was a streaming service series. But oh, you've thrown me off. Now. I haven't. I haven't really processed it though. But I tell you what: to quote the Gen Z, it's giving series. It's not giving movies. Oh, it's a series, Michael. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it. It's a series on Amazon Prime. I, Shame on me. I felt me. it was giving streaming series, Ben. Yeah. What if we took a premise that really gasps when you tire it out and just stretch it over a series? Huh? What if we? Well, did that? that's fucking streaming, Ben. That's just you just described the streaming model. <laughs> Just describe. I have. I've literally described. Just grab streaming. it and stretch it out for all it's worth. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Speaking of stretching concepts out to their nth degree, cutting corners and making it look cheap for streaming. Did you see the, crisis, the trailer for Crisis on Infinite Earths Part yeah, yeah, 1? Yeah, I thought you did a great job of it, Ben. Don't knock yourself. For a one-man animation, <laughs> it's not bad looking. That you did in 48 yeah, hours. Yeah, you threw it together in a <laughs> yes. couple of hours after your mental break from that time you re-recorded an entire podcast on your own, isolated in a room. Yeah, so this is the latest announcement, Michael, from... Fuck you. This is the latest announcement, ladies and gentlemen, from the DC Animated Universe, the DCAU, mm. uh, for those of us uninitiated. We've covered it a few times on this podcast. The, the animation does get progressively cheaper. <laughs> this looks like Rick and Morty. It, it looks worse than Rick and Morty because it's weird and cell shaded and hyper realistic in places, and you're just like, no. Uh, no, no, I like the I like the animation, man. I like everyone being cartoon men. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Look, we're look. This is interesting. It adapts a very famous comic book, Michael, called Crisis on Infinite Earths. I've never heard of it. Um, you've never heard of Crisis on Infinite Earths? No, of course I've heard. I'm. This is a two-layered joke. One, I was pretending I hadn't heard of it so you could explain it for the conceit of doing a podcast. Oh, I see. But two, everyone's fucking heard of it because this is like the fourth time they've done it. Yeah, sorry. I probably should have picked up on your subtle nuance there. Yeah, I was doing a bit of a sarcasm. Yeah. Your subtle nudity. I mean nuance, sorry. Um, Moving on from there, Michael. Yeah, so Crisis on Infinite Earths was a storyline that was published by DC Comics from 1985 to 1986, Michael. Oh, yeah. 
uh, and it features the colliding of the worlds that we saw rendered beautifully, Michael, in the Flash movie starring Ezra Miller. Yeah, yeah. Or um, a few years back when we saw Crisis on Infinite Earths on uh, the CW. And it's funny enough that you should say that, Michael, because they really did take a simple premise and stretch it out until it gasped for air. Do you remember that? Just stretch it out there. Just stretch it out. Stretch it fucking out. I don't know how many times I can watch a superhero grip their loved one and stare at an oncoming blue light. I don't know if I have much more of that in me. Oh, here comes the disintegration ray again. <laughs> ben, I've, I've seen this. I saw this on television four years ago and Brandon <laughs> Ruth was two different characters. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was, all, it was a whole, all, Tom, Tom Welling was there. It was a whole thing. Tom Welling was there. <laughs> it was a whole thing. He gave he up his superpowers for his kids. Dum dum. Erica Durance was there. Yeah, she popped up for half a second. Yeah, yeah. But there was gas and there was nostalgia and whatnot. Brandon Ruth was there. He was there twice. Twice, yes. Two twice, different two, fellas. Two different Brandon Ruths. Yeah, he lost his lowest line. It was very sad. Spoilers for something that came out four years ago. But the good news is that might not be how they do it this time when they do Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on here because everyone's rendered in the same weird animation style, so it's hard to tell who's from different universes. But it looks like the bloody Injustice Society are back, or whatever. Yeah, but we've also seen that, Michael. Peter Woods voiced Elman in their version of it in the DCAU. Why are we doing that again? Yeah, it's back. That was great. I think what's probably going to frustrate me the most about this, Michael, is the DCAU writes the movies that we've all wanted to see from DC for years. Mm. They do a great job of writing and voice acting in these things. And the animation always kind of lets them down just a little bit. It's still fun to watch. Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. He's back as a Batman or something. Yes, a variety of Batman, maybe. But what's what's always so interesting to me, Michael, is they always nail it with these. And they're like, oh, but we couldn't do that in a film. It's like, why? Well, why this, couldn't you do that in the fucking This would film? be very expensive. I don't know if this is going to work. Well, this should have been DC's endgame. Yes. This is, or, this is their endgame, yes. Or, or, here's the big question for you, Ben. Should it? Should it really? Because Crisis on Infinite Earths <coughs> was a response to an actual crisis in DC Comics of oh, yeah. DC saying... Our comics are rubbish and hard to follow. They are. So let's make up a big thing that wipes a lot of them out and resets everything. Yeah, they're the first to do the reboot. Exactly. That's all Crisis on Infinite Earths was, a reboot. It was the first company-wide conscious, we're going to do a big event to cause a reboot, reboot. Yeah, it was a reboot. Yeah, but they had to reboot it because they were rubbish before. Real shit. Real bad. So I don't know if celebrating Crisis on Infinite Earths is, def- is the right way to go. Yeah, it's a bit like saying, oh, look, it's Ragnarok. Great. Woo. Well, that was the plot of Thor Ragnarok, if you remember. Oh, yeah. And that was quite yeah, good. Yeah. One of my favourite Marvel films. And then they followed up with Love and Thunder. One not of, one of your favourite no, Marvel films. One of the worst, in my opinion. Yeah. One of the few times you've walked out of a cinema happy and I went, wait. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Just wait. I don't think that was very good. <laughs> it was bad. But come here to me. What? What is it? Come here to me. We're going to see it. I'll probably watch it and then I'll probably bring it to us for a podcast episode. We've done that before, Michael, and it's led to some very successful engagement from the outside world. Benjamin, when's it out? It's. It says, all it says, in my least favourite of marketing tropes, look out for it soon. Yeah. 
keep an eye out. What does that mean? Keep an eye out, it says. Yeah, keep an eye out. It's not even it's not even useful for uh, a non-English speaking audience yeah. which traditionally enjoys this kind of thing. One of the biggest markets for these animated exports is Brazil. Oh, go on. And what it's done is it's chosen to engage in almost idiomatic language. No, it doesn't say keep an eye out, Ben. I've said that. <laughs> oh, damn. It. I was just doing a joke and then it you It does say something take, very similar. It it says coming soon or something. Does it say keep no, an no, eye out? No, no, hang on. I'll, I'll find it now. It is something I'll dumb. I'll find it now. It is something dumb. It's something dumb. It's something it's a, unnecessarily complex. It says, watch out. It's coming. Watch out, it's coming. It's going to sneak up behind you. Keep one eye open. No, look out. Yeah, look out for it. Okay. Look out for Look out for it on digital. They're not even releasing it physically. Uh, look out it's for not it. on a streamer. It's not anything like that. You buy a single copy yeah. of it somewhere. Just stretch the arse out of it. Anyway, Benjamin, we'll probably see yeah. it. Speaking, though, of terrible things, the Game Awards was on this bloody Christmas. Yeah, very good, Michael. Very smooth. Very nice. Um, yeah, the Game Awards were on, Michael. And ooh, ooh-wee, was it contentious. Uh, there's been a bit of backlash. Has there? I haven't heard any of this, and I'm coming at you, Ben. Yeah, because, you know, the gaming community... Yes. Uh, Michael, very, very even keel bunch of lads. Go on. I see you've got your tarring brush out. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But go yeah. on. It's big, it's huge. It's, it covers a vast swathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a two-handed tarring brush. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm actually holding my hands off screen there, so there might be a tarring yeah. brush suspended over me. Mick will never know. Massive. Massive tarring brush. Mick will never know. Um, so, uh, one of the major things that has happened in the, the gaming community this year, Michael, is there's been a, a wave of layoffs in game studios. One. Um, so several game studios have let go of quite a few developers and background staff that make these games, uh, which is, first of all, very, very bad. Um, there was a, a big controversy, Michael, about a group of developers in, I'm going to get this wrong. Um, Canada. Uh, not Canada. Um, oh, this a, is going to get a me. A different country. Yeah, a different country. But anyway, they basically won the right to start a union in the United States. Okay. And they won it, and there was a huge success at the end of last year. Right, And as soon as their contracts were out this year, the company went, Nah, you're gone. Oh, very good. So they didn't break any rules. They just didn't renew the contracts for every last person that voted for the union. No good. So that's very dark. Get them First out. of all, get them it's out, Benjamin. Technically, they're right. Get them technically. out. Just stop working in America where there are no labor laws. Stop working in America. It's not a great time. But anyway, the other major controversy was there was nothing said about those layoffs at the Game yep. Awards where we're honoring devs. So, first of all, a little bit of political hush hushing. Okay. Which is fair enough. It's supposed to be a happy time, I suppose, and blah, blah, blah. But the other major criticism was they gave the winners almost no time to speak when they got the reward. Yeah, because they had to get all the celebrities on stage instead. <laughs> yeah, so that was the big kind of kick in the teeth. There were, there were a few moments that made people go, um, uh, yeah, okay, um, but I'd like to thank everybody who voted for us and got us Game of the Year and then Wrap Game Awards like Wrap yeah. it up <laughs> but, but, Wrap it up Literally Michael there's a huge screen 
yeah. at the back of the thing that anyone on stage can see. And as devs were speaking, please wrap it up was something that would flash on the board. I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. It's not a bit. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Wrap it was it up. literally there at the back of the room. Okay. So this was told to be the thing. Um and then that happened a few times. And there were a few other interesting things. Baldur's Gate 3 won. Oh, good. That's a good game. Which has caused a little bit of controversy for several reasons. Oh, go on. Uh, number one, the Spider-Man 2 fanboys yeah. are outraged. Oh, because they'd like Spider-Man 2 more. They like they liked Spider-Man 2 more, so they're not happy with that. Number two, Hogwarts... Uh, Legacy is it Legacy? I think it was Legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legacy of uh, didn't even get nominated, Michael. Right, because J.K. Rowling is a turf, and people don't like them. Mm. But what then happened was people were saying, "Oh, it was overlooked," and blah blah blah. But a lot of streaming channels went against calls to boycott this game because people don't like J.K. Rowling, and they've kind of staked their careers on it. So they were a bit annoyed when it didn't even get nominated. Many people thought it was Game of the Year, to which everybody else went, "Nah." I don't Wasn't know if many people did think it was Game of the Year, Ben. I, the people uh, who staked their entire careers on it did. Yeah, but they, they I have, I, I probably have more of an ear to the ground on games than you in general. And I have not heard any legitimate games journalists considering Hogwarts as Game of the Year. It's not in yes, this conversation. So yeah, that's, there might have been a small amount of... Um, agitators who are suggesting it should be nominated and if you don't nominate it you're giving in to either the extreme right or the extreme left but end of the day it is not that good a game no it really isn't and it probably didn't deserve to even be nominated which yeah, is good because it, like it didn't it's not, it's not an awful game it's not a terrible no. game it's just nowhere near game of the year yes so I don't it's- know that sounds like a little bit of finding something to fight about. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, the gaming community generally will, but we'll get into that another time on another oh. podcast when we feel like being cancelled. Oh, I just got a big whack of a tar brush there, your big yeah, giant yeah, tar brush. Swooped it I'm getting pretty good, lots of practice. Come if on. you're wondering what it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever seen those large Claymore sword practice videos yeah. Yeah, yeah. on YouTube or TikTok where the guys are like swinging it over their head and yeah, doing yeah. very swift movements, yeah. that's how I practice. I'm just out there. Like that Irish talent, guy. Swinging a tar yeah. brush. Like that Irish guy who sheds for the emperor. Benjamin, you're like um you know when you watch like satisfying videos of a, like a really skilled plasterer just like yeah. <laughs> you're like that but you're tarring yeah. you're tarring entire groups with one brush just I'm very good at it Michael deftly so it was it was later revealed uh, Michael that this was actually a stipulation by the game awards recipients were told that should they win they would be given 30 seconds yeah cuz they had to get Timothy Chalamet up there Ben yeah. So this was summed up kind of in what is now a viral tweet, Michael, uh, summed up quite well in a viral tweet, which was, if you make games, you get 30 seconds to talk at the Game Awards. If you make movies, you get five minutes to talk at the Game Awards. Nonsense. And that was the, the tone of the evening yeah. um, across the board. It was pretty bad. Terrible stuff. Um, but Benjamin, look, some this podcast adjacent stuff was announced at the Game Awards. Yes, absolutely, Michael. We got a, a, a mini trailer and looks to be the only adaptation of Blade we're going to be getting anytime soon, but Blade's getting a video game. Speaking, Benjamin, of tarring an entire type of people with one brush, you famously didn't like this trailer because you really hate the French. 
uh, I, did, I thought that was going in a different direction there for vampires. a second, Michael. Very good. Vampires. Very, yes, vampires. I'm not a big fan of vampires. Benjamin. You confuse the French with vampires yeah, yeah. again. No, no. Michael. Well, I mean, this this um, this game seems to be the French versus vampires. And I mean, yes. are there any losers in that battle? No, they're going to wipe each other out, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. How's the old brush going? We love the French, ladies and gentlemen. Mick and I have encountered many French people over our oh, lives. Oh, so many. The French grand bunch of lads. Oh, grand bunch of lads. Grand bunch of lads. We got a bizarre, I, I wouldn't even call it a trailer, Michael. It's very much a teaser. But we, we get a little glimpse into what Blade's up to. He's getting a haircut. He's getting a haircut, Benjamin. And he's saying, I don't bite. But he does sometimes. He does sometimes if he's, if he's peckish. No, 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 no. If he's getting, yeah, if he's losing a bit of control, if he hasn't got any Preparation H or whatever it's called. Yeah, it, prep, it's definitely Prep H. Prep yeah. hemoglobin, that's what it's called. Don't look that up. Um, Don't look it up. <laughs> come here to me. This is definitely not voiced by Wesley Snipes, which is a shame. No. Missed opportunity. Or Marshala Ali. Or Marshala Ali, who's apparently going to be in a Blade series. That Blade series is never coming out. Movie. Benjamin, you're really off the ball today with movie slash series. All right, fuck you. I've got a whole run in order here and research to get through. So, do you know what? Sometimes I drop well, the ball and if it's a movie or a series, oh, fuck Ben. Well, look, look at it this way, Ben. Look at it this way, Ben. If you don't like what I'm saying, you can just delete my whole half of the audio and then re-record it later. No, I can only record my half of the audio. <laughs> That's how it works. Absolute fever dream. <laughs> so funny, ladies and gentlemen. We are <laughs> unraveling at the seams here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> this particular thing. Not um, as much as the Marvel Blade series, though. But yes, the Marvel Blade series is done. It's all over. It's, it's done. It's not happening. Uh, no, but come here to me. We got a trailer for this. It's him in France. It gets confirmed by the... Fa- I couldn't tell if it was New Orleans at first. They quite often like to put blades in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, but in this case it is definitely Paris because we see a little revolving shot of the Eiffel Tower which is apparently I'm guessing that it's under vampire occupation because everyone is aware that the curfew is coming or it's infested with vampires yeah it seems to be infested because if the vampires were in charge why would they do a curfew yeah they probably wouldn't they'd be like come on out they do a reverse curfew. Yeah, reverse curfew. Everybody has to get out of their houses when the sun goes down. Everybody out. It's dark. Everybody get out and get sucked. Everybody... Oh. (laughs) Okay. Right. Well, moving on from that. Ben, do you think they call Blade La Lame? I hope so. I hope so. If it's anything... It is La Lame. If it's anything like our games, Michael, everybody gets a French version of their name. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be that would be good. Yeah. Je suis le lamb. Je suis le lamb. But you have to do it in a black guy voice that neither of us is going to attempt to do. Nah. We're no, not we racist. won't do that. We won't do we're that. not racist. Not that was the other name for this podcast. Definitely not racist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what's going on, Dr. Hill? Yeah, so Michael, speaking of not being racist, uh, <laughs> Dr. Who has its first black doctor. Oh, is that what was going on? Yeah, so uh, I have only tuned into one of the three 60th anniversary specials, and that is the third and final installment, which is The Giggle. It's called The Giggle. The Giggle, yep. Um, And The Giggle uh, is where David Tennant's 14th Doctor... No, David Tennant was the 11th Doctor, Ben. He was the 10th Doctor, um, (laughs) and then the 14th Doctor, Michael... uh, This is the big controversy. David Tennant is back in the role as of the previous two 60th anniversary specials. And did people like it? People loved it. The people love David Tennant. David Tennant is arguably the most popular Doctor to this day. Mm. Still. Um, yeah, probably true, yeah. Yeah, probably true. 
And he came back to reprise his role. Donna Noble returned, as you know, Michael. Oh, yeah. Nobody liked her. Everybody loves Donna Noble. Donna Noble is arguably the best companion of all time, Michael. Oh, people didn't like her at the time, Ben. At the time, but they've grown on her because then we got people like Clara Oswald as... Clara Oswald. (laughs) (laughs) Clara Oswald's a character's name. What was her name? Jenna Coleman. Thank you. Jenna Coleman as Clara Oswald. Jenna Coleman as Clara Oswald was great. No, she wasn't. Um, She was. She was the girl who lived or whatever. Yeah, and several other names at different points. The same with yeah, Amy yeah. Pond, who was also the girl who lived at one point. I think, or whatever, the girl yeah. who forgot. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, I know Rory was the man who waited for a while. <laughs> that was. Mm. That was. Anyway, we'll get into that another time, Michael. This is the third and final 60th anniversary special, which led to the regeneration and the introduction uh, in the introduction of Shuti Gatwa as oh. the Doctor. Oh. Yeah, and I've researched this to within an inch of my life, Michael, so that I didn't get it wrong. It's spelt with an N and a G, but it's Shooty. That's how it's pronounced. Okay. Um, Shooty Gatwa is in as the Doctor. But how we get to that point is quite interesting, Michael. Russell T. Davies has taken back over from Stephen Moffat. Okay. And uh, Who fans everywhere. Whovians, is that what we call them? Whovians is what they call themselves. Whovians have rejoiced at this, Michael. Benjamin, I call them Whoers. Whoers, which is probably going to get into some trouble, but let's stick with it. Let's 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 do that, Michael. Big Whoers, big old Whoers. Uh, so come here to me. The Whoers are mad for the return of Russell T Davies because he's great. He's kind of the man who regenerated the series in the first place. Little Doctor Who pun there for people. A little pun for you there. Yeah, he came up with the ninth Doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Um, yeah. And he got Rose in there, who is probably the most popular companion of all time. It's Billy Piper. It's Why Billy do you Piper. play those songs so loud? Because we want to. Because we want to. I forgot Billy Piper had a pop career. She did, yeah. And then she married radio DJ Chris Evans. And then she divorced him. And then she became Doctor Who. And then she became Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she didn't. No, no. it didn't happen. No, Sorry. She was Everyone. Rose. She was Bad Wolf. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it's pretty interesting, Michael. Um, th- this brings the return of a villain from 1978. Oh, my God. Who is it? I know. It's the Toy Maker, Michael. No, that's a villain from Batman. Uh, no, it's not. It's the villain from Superman. Um, but also... <laughs> but also... Yes. A villain from the Doctor Who-verse. What's the um, Who... He is... So, the way that David Tennant's 14th Doctor described him... I'm sorry, Michael. I've made a complete mistake there. It's not 1978. It's 1966. He was in the first ever series of Doctor Who. Oh, my God. That's so with long William ago. Hartnell. Yeah, go on. Um, and he was cu- he was known in that as the Celestial Toymaker. Oh. And he is, in a classic kind of comic book sense, he's he's a Q. He's, he's a Q from Star Trek. Oh, he's one of those weird, capricious... Pr- 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 omnipotent beings correct yeah but the doctor fears him wholly because he is he is a being from outside of their timeline or universe or realm he comes from another dimension and he forces his way in so he's a mix of that classic capricious omnipotent being that you just described he's a mr mixelpitalik mm. he's a q yeah um He's uh, he's a Rick, I guess. Bit of a Rick. If you wanted to look at something like that, okay. um, but he's not a celestial toy maker, and there is only one rule for dealing with him: is that he is bound by the rule of games. Oh, he's like Mister Mitzelpitlik. Yeah. So there's one rule for Mister Mitzelpitlik, and that is, if you want to get rid of him, you have to get him to say his name backwards. Yeah, you have to trick him. 
which is very difficult. Mm. He has to say or uh, write his name backwards. If you want to get rid of Q, you have to beat whatever conundrum he puts to Picard that week. Yeah, yeah. Or you have to provide an answer as to why humans don't deserve to be absolutely genocided off the planet. Won't won't satisfy the IDF, obviously. Obviously, obviously. They won't be happy until all Palestinians are genocided off the patch of earth that they took and colonized. (laughs) Um, Keeping it topic. That's still news. That's for our other podcast, Why Israel is Wrong. (laughs) Um, So, anyway. Yeah. The Celestial Toymaker is exactly one of those beings. Um, Doctor Who beat him all the way back in 1966, and we thought that was the end of him, Michael. Oh, no, it's never we the end of him. We thought that was the end of him, but it's not. So, in one of the three anniversary specials, Doctor Who stands at the edge of the universe and throws salt over his shoulder. Oh, and it gets in the Mr. Mr. Pixel's eye. <laughs> no, it's a game. He's playing a game. And at the end of the universe, he plays a game, and it opens up a crack in their universe for the Toymaker to slip back through. Oh no! Yeah, and who plays him in the reboot, Michael? David Tennant. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, he's good, isn't he? He was great in The Matrix. He was great in... What? He was in The Matrix, he was rubbish. Was he in The Matrix? The new The Matrix. Ah, get fucked. I'm not watching that. (laughs) I'm not watching that. I don't have time to be watching that. I have to watch Doctor Who specials. To watch Doctor Who specials. So he plays him in the the new one, Michael. And he's great. He's just... It's Neil Patrick Harris having a pantomime, essentially. Sometimes he's a German, but he's a German like we'd be a German at the the D&D table. So he literally talks like that. And the thing and this and that. And we like this. And the doctor is recognising me now, yeah? And it's a whole bunch of that. Uh, But sometimes he's British. When he's being serious, he's British, because he was British in the original uh, 1966 version. And so he plays around with that a lot. And he's quite a good villain. He He's able to break the rules of the universe, um, and that puts Doctor Who on the back foot, because there's no logic that he can play against him. So the only way to beat him is to challenge him to a few different games, Michael. Oh, very good. What does he um, challenge him to? Baldur's Gate 3? No, he doesn't go for any of the video games, Michael. He doesn't Hogwarts go for any Legacy. of those. I would have enjoyed... I would have enjoyed Neil Patrick Harris and David Tennant playing Tekken, for example. That would oh, have yeah. been yeah, yeah. I'd be that would have been that. good. I'd have watched that. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't Mario do that. Kart. They play classic games, Michael. Um, so the first game they ever played together way back in 1966 was oh, I'm yes. not going to be able to find it. Bert Bacharach. Uh, but yeah, we'll say for the purposes of this, it's Bacharach, Michael, but it isn't. Um, however, the second game they played together is a simple game of cut the deck which is highest card wins oh yeah okay ace is high for the purposes of um thing sorry they played blind man's buff in the original michael Mm. i think which is weird a muscular blind man a muscular blind man blind man blind man is buff but Mm. come here to me they play uh cut the deck in this one and the second game is the game of catch michael um but the game of catch is very controversial because what we get is an absolute shattering of uh, Doctor Who lore because the toy maker decides uh, it's best two out of three which is the golden rule of games Michael apparently. oh okay best two out of three is like the celestial core rule I see across planes and dimensions mm. for all of this and the toy maker is bound in in kind of classic deity fashion not only is it not a matter of him not playing by the rules he is confined by the laws of reality so basically spoilers for this this is very important Spoilers for this, but the Toymaker loses. 
the the third game and he literally gets folded out of reality oh very good he has no choice he tries to protest and do all the other things and he just gets folded up and knocked out of reality because he lost the game and he made the bet but anyway, the way that this comes about, Michael, is that they shatter every bit of Doctor Who lore that exists uh, for regeneration. And this is how we come to find Shuti Gatwa in his role. The toy maker takes exception to the fact that he loses the second game to Doctor Who, and then he says, best two out of three. So okay. I'll see you for the third game. And then he says, because I faced your original incarnation in the first game, a new doctor in the second game, by your own rules, I now need a new doctor for my third game. So he kills David Tennant's 14th doctor. Oh, people won't like that. People love David Tennant. People love David Tennant, Michael. But then we are introduced to a brand new concept, Michael. And David Tennant doesn't go away. He doesn't get regenerated into a new doctor. They split in a process oh, called by generation. Oh my god. They just do asexual budding. Yes, exactly. Precisely. Okay. Alright. So now there like are a yeast. Exactly. Now there are two doctors existing in this universe. Isn't there already another David Tennant? Uh, yes, he's knocking around. He's in a separate reality that he can't go near. He's with he's out living his best life with uh, Billy Piper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this has happened, Michael, and ooh, 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 controversial. This is rewriting like decades of Doctor Who lore, um, and it's it's pretty controversial, Michael. It's pretty controversial. Um, I think it's a terrible decision because I think it unfairly takes away Shuti Gatwa's chance to make his own Doctor. I yeah. think. But ben, it's a back door for the BBC to go, oh, but David Tennant's still around. He's still around. But all of them are still around. The I only know. way you ever really stop being the Doctor is if you actually die in real life. Yeah, that's fair. Because otherwise they'll just go back in time and they go, we'll bring you back. And they don't even do that anymore, Michael, because they got someone to replace William Hartnell in all the flashback sequences. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, William Hartnell is dead, so that makes sense. Very. And Christopher Eccleston just flat out refuses. He just won't do it. He's he just won't do it. He's like, I'm from the north and I'm not doing it. And I kind of respect that. I don't think Jodie Whittaker's ever going to do it as well. Um, oh, yeah, Because go on. she got such an awful time, Michael. Yeah, yeah, people didn't love Jodie Whittaker. People hated that it was a woman. But there's, it's, it's, it's a nice episode. It's, it introduces a lot of interesting things. Um, first of all, there's a second TARDIS now as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nothing, nothing's so, unique and original. We're breaking all the rules here. But this is... Russell T. Davies is working very, very hard, Michael, to rewrite a lot of the sins of Stephen Moffat. Oh, old Stevie F. Um, Stephen Moffat was very, very criticised for the way in which he kind of wrote whatever way he wanted. He wrote terrible women characters. He wrote himself out of corners all the time with kind of deus ex machinas or time lord ex machina kind of gigs. And he's often criticised for just wonky lore and rubbish stuff. So, Russell T. Davies here, apparently, in splitting the Doctor, we've split timelines. Oh, so, certain things that happened in the Moffat-verse, if you want, mm. never happened. Oh, like um, Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... it's oh, it's tricky. It's, it's going to cause a lot of controversies, but it's a nice episode. David Tennant is just still, for me, the best Doctor in the biz. But I have to say, um, 
Shooty Gatwa got me interested. I was like, oh, I'd like to see this young, incredibly sexy doctor because, my Christ, Michael. Is he a sexy what fella? a sexy doctor. Oh, he should, have been, he should have been in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He should have. I, do you know what? I'd be more inclined to watch Mr. and Mr. Smith if it was Shooty Gatwa <laughs> and Don Glover. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. That's a great idea. Maybe we should pitch that to Prime. Thank you very much, Benjamin. I've had a great idea. It's just combining two other things. Ben! Yeah, but that's that's all anything is, Michael. This doesn't sound very things. festive, though. No, it's not. Because, Michael, Shooty Gatwa's first kind of solo adventure is going to be in the Christmas special. Oh. And I forgot that every Doctor Who Christmas special comes out on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, it comes out on Christmas Day. The ones that come out now aren't the Christmas special. They aren't at all. That was a 60th anniversary special, Michael. Mm. I felt like we only got past the 50th anniversary special. And then I forgot that time is linear and I'm just getting old. Yeah, unless it's Doctor Who. Was the 50th anniversary special the one where they pretended John Hurt had been Doctor Who? Yeah, that was the one, yeah. Cause that, was eight, yeah that was ten years ago, Michael. Because so, Christopher Eccleston really. wouldn't come back. Yeah, he's never going to come back, Michael. He doesn't want to do it. Wasn't it mad that they had to me- imagine that John Hurt was Doctor Who because Christopher yeah. Eccleston's too stubborn? Yeah, it was silly. <laughs> it's silly. great. Great stuff altogether. It's very silly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it, there's a lot of interesting things being played with, um, Michael. They they throw out so much old lore, including introducing the possible big bad of this season, um, He Who Waits, which is very like a show that we just finished watching, Michael, called Loki. Yeah. The One Who Remains. He Who Remains. He Who Remains. Yeah, so this is uh, He Who Waits. And the way we're introduced to that concept, Michael, is the Toymaker gives a really good monologue on how when he entered into our universe, or the Doctor Who universe, it's not really our universe, he went about and he basically turned everything on its head. Um, He claims to have met God and turned him into a jack-in-the-box. He met the gatekeepers of time and reality and beat them all at their games and turn them into puppets. And then he goes, there was only one player I didn't want to play with. And he goes, and that was he who uh, he who waits. And I saw him hiding and I ran away. Mm. So there's one, and David Tennant's doctor tries to push him on it. He's like, who? Who's that? And he won't talk about it. And he says, that's someone else's game. So I can't reveal that yet. So we're lining up a few different things here, Michael. And kind of setting them up to to go ahead, but it was a very interesting episode. It it's beautifully done. It's a real return to Russell Davies for or Russell T Davies form. Um, he's a fantastic writer of Doctor Who. I loved the Russell T Davies Doctor Who, and I really lost interest about halfway through Matt Smith's run because I was just like, "There's no stakes. This is shite. Mm. This is rubbish. It's like vegan. Uh, no Doctor good." Who. Benjamin, yeah, it doesn't sound very festive though. No, it doesn't, Michael. Oh, was that a segue all the way back yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it. fucking oh, wow. rough shot over my segue. But look, I'm glad Sorry. you got to say that stuff about steaks. So, it doesn't sound very fucking festive, Ben. No, but luckily, Michael, we've got a whole bunch of festive TV treats you can stick in your eye holes. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous bit of segueism. What's gone wrong with my timekeeping, Michael? Where have I lost? Just fucking that? all <laughs> over the place. What time is it? We've got like six minutes left, right? Fucking get through it. Get on it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, there's Christmas TV specials and stuff. You should watch some of that. Benjamin, Christmas. I didn't yeah. watch it for this again because I couldn't bear to do it. But the seminal Christmas special that we can't not talk about, let's get it out of the way, is the oh, Star yeah. Wars holiday special. Ugh. The abs- There are hundreds of videos and hundreds of podcasts and you know if you want content of people shitting on the Star Wars holiday special 
there it's out there. You don't need it from us. Because, among other things, no great Star Wars fans are we. We're absolutely but not. But I've watched it and it's fucking mental. And it's mental... Go on, tell me it's more. It's mental in the way that only a thing made in the late 70s by TV executives who had no interest or knowledge of Star Wars whatsoever, but did have access to the cast and crew and characters and cocaine could possibly come up with. <laughs> and it's mental. Yeah. It's mental and it's rubbish and it... It, it's tenuous. It's made. It was made by a production company who were variety TV show producers, not sci, not no sci-fi producers or writers. So it's kind of like a variety hour program with singing and dancing and cartoons and celebrity guests. But at the same time, Shame. it's trying to be inside the Star Wars universe and canon. And it's not very festive at all. It's set in Life Day on the planet Kashyyyk. What's that? The Wookiee planet. Oh, get out of town. Yeah, yeah, it's on the Wookiee planet and uh, they're going to visit Chewie's family and his wife is there and his two teenage sons. I thought Chewie's family all died. I thought that was the whole thing. No, his wife is there and her name's Lumpy. Lumpy? No, Mala. Her, she's Mala. His, one of his kids is Lumpy. Lumpy's a terrible name. Well, bear in mind that his name is Chewie. I suppose, yeah, but it sounds like a nickname you'd get down in Cork. Oh, there's old Lumpy Manny. <laughs> yeah, very much so, yeah. And in fact, retrospectively, they came up with the fact that that was his lump na- his nickname. And his real name is something like Lumpadupicus or something. Fuck off. Some other Star Wars related horse shit. <laughs> Fuck off. Fucking there's a few apostrophes in there for good measure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fucking L- horse L, comma. Umpadupicus. Le Umpadupicus. I think Nine Wassies gave us that, did he? Yeah, 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 I think so. Le Umpadupicus is also his French name, but oh. that's neither here nor there. No. Um, <laughs> um, what are we talking about? We, anyway, it's yeah. mad, it's rubbish, it's got Han Solo in it, it's got Luke in it, it's got Princess Leia in it. It's the type of thing that could only happen in this incredibly formative stage of TV film crossover. Yeah, where we hadn't tackled any of this yet. No, yeah. Imagine if, like, The Avengers had come out in 2012, had been a massive success, and then they just did a variety TV show hour with those oh. characters going to meet their family for Christmas. I don't want to picture year. that, Michael. I don't I don't Mad. want to deal with that. Absolute madness of a thing. Anyway, I've seen it. It's rubbish. It's not entertainingly rubbish. It's just rubbish. It's just plain old Rubbish. We put it out to a few more people and we got some classics, Michael. We got The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. No, uh, I didn't an- know that was a TV special then. I always thought that was a movie. No, it was a little... The, the original animated Grinch thing is a TV special, Michael. Absolutely iconic. Go on, tell um, us more about it. Yeah, well, it, it's just one of those great things. So Bookworm Bell up on the Discord, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be shouted out on this podcast, hop up on the Discord. It's down in the description. Hop up on it. Yeah, it's a whole thing. The original Grinch cartoon is absolutely iconic. It takes that classic Dr. Seuss art style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it applies it to animation. And what couldn't you love anymore? Michael, if you want to see more of that art style, you can just go down to Premark these days. What's Premark? Uh, or Penne's to oh, us. Oh, Penne's. Yeah. Penne's um, of Henry Street. And they have a whole bunch of Grinch-related merchandise from the original cartoon. But, Michael, today is a day for 1966-related in, uh, content because it's only published in 1966. Oh, was it? Very good. Yeah. When did a Charlie Brown Christmas special come out, Ben? 
Um, that's a very good question, Michael. I wish you wouldn't ask them so often in uh, succession. You're a real prick for that. Yeah, yeah. You hop up on Wikipedia there and find out when. Because the Charlie Brown Christmas special is something that has always fascinated 1965, me. 1965, you prick. Fuck you. Six- that was quick. 65, Fuck that you. was pretty quick. The year before the Grinch. That is something that has always fascinated me because that is very, very, very ingrained in the American pop culture consciousness of Christmas time. Yes. But it never Correct. really penetrated over here, I don't think. A lot of American stuff didn't penetrate over here, Michael. Um, mainly because nobody has a penis that big. But in general, a lot of this American stuff has Beg come to, to us. to differ. Huh? <laughs> I had to think of something I couldn't I know it wasn't really a quip but they call they call old Mick there Long Length Leonard that's yeah, his yeah. nickname in the Star Wars universe with a few apostrophes yeah 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 the old transatlantic penis they call me <laughs> it's not as catchy as you'd hope oh, yeah, but yeah. come here to me come here to me a lot of this stuff has only permeated later Michael I don't think anyone in my generation or your generation you. has has grown up watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original 1966 animated. No, everyone's watching Jim Carrey girding about the place. Yeah, and I love that. I'm a huge fan of the Grinch. Um, and I suppose to distinguish that, the animated special was was called How the Grinch Stole Christmas after the original book. Mm. Um, but this original thing, Michael, has some set of uh, voices and people in it. Uh, Chuck Jones of Looney Tunes fame was the developer on this. Oh, good. He put together How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The screenplay was by the original Dr. Seuss. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, and then Boris Karloff is the voice that runs around in the background. Now, this was news to me, Michael, because I had always thought that it was James Earl Jones. Oh, no, James that. Earl Jones was in Star Wars. No, it was horror icon Boris Karloff. Yeah, yeah. How old was James the Earl man Jones famously then? He was probably only about 25. Yeah, so it probably wasn't him. Um, so Boris Karloff was the narrator of the entire thing. And then uh, Thurl Ravenscroft was the vocalist. That's a fake name if I've ever heard one. Ben, uh, yeah, well, it's a stage name, but yes. Absolute, the fakest name of all um, time. Thurl Ravenscroft, Michael, a fun fact, everybody knows him because he was the original Tony the Tiger who said, they're great. Was he? He was. Delicious. Gave a lot of cute diabetes. Benjamin, yeah. what other yeah. Uh, Christmas specials are people enjoying? Um, some people gave us some absolutely classic ones, some very kind of uh, non-American Christmas specials. One person hopped up on the Instagram. You can find that down below in the description as well if you'd like to go over there and have a look. Uh, and he told us the royal family. The Royal Family Christmas special oh. where Denise gives birth, which is very, very, very uh, centred to our neck of the woods as opposed to well, America. your neck of the woods, maybe. Get fucked. The north of How England. How dare you? How dare you? Um, and that came from user Unskippable Dialogue on Instagram, oh. which is a great Instagram name. Very I'm good. a big fan of that one. Well very, very done. Uh, but the ones that I always come back to, Michael, and the, the little soft spot I always have is Batman the Animated Series does an L Christmas special every once in a while. And I love them. Oh, very good. Because I thought we were, I, I was a bit worried that we'd gone through an episode and we'd only talked about Batman the Animated Series once so far. Yeah, well, you, can, you, you can't do that, Michael. No. There's a whole. <laughs> Let's talk about it again. Why don't we? Michael, we need to get our bloody clicks up. Yeah, we need to get those it's clicks great up. great content. The Batman, the animated series need to get those clicks up. We don't, actually. We're doing Grant. We're doing Grant. Um, it's very we're strange. Grant. <laughs> it's really weird. I feel the content's but, getting worse, Ben, but nevertheless, the listenership is ballooning. 
Sorry? Uh, yeah, sorry. Do you not remember last week's you're, episode, Ben? You're, your side of the content might be getting oh, worse. Did you not hear last week's Someone's, episode, Benjamin Cullopy? Yeah, I heard you out of sync loads of times <laughs> making inappropriate jokes when they just weren't there while I was trying to explain things. Benjamin! I was there like a primed academic with research in hand and you were just there making... You shut the fuck up for a second. I have some of the, <laughs> I have some of the listeners' comments here. Here I go now, since we've started it. What the fuck is wrong with Ben this week? Is he okay? That's what one listener wrote. Another listener wrote to me, Benjamin, in a private message on the Discord. It sounds like a smug part-time lecturer and his annoying student. Was that Shane? I'm not, I'm not telling you who wrote any of them in particular. Uh, Another, we got, there was more feedback on how mad last week's episode was than any direct feedback I've had for the last few months. At least we know people are listening. People are definitely listening. You just have to do something weird and horrible. And then all of a sudden a everyone's like, test. this is differently weird and horrible to how it normally is. <laughs> Hurtful. One person said, did you do a new editing trick? It's a little bit strange. Yeah, in other words, shite. But then, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. My good friend and yours, I won't say the name. It's weird, serviceable, but weird. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's <laughs> anyway, what fair. are we talking about? Sorry, Christmas. Uh, no, Christmas episodes of the the classic thing. One of the big ones that always came out is uh, Christmas with the Joker, Michael. A very good one. Oh, go on. Um, Christmas with the Joker is where Joker takes over the airwaves for um it's the 38th episode of batman the animated series um, oh and joker escapes arkham asylum on christmas eve and has a special christmas planned for batman and robin and he kidnaps all of the gcpd um, and threatens to kill them at midnight over television broadcast now that is a throwback to a very classic run the reintroduction of the joker in the 1970s michael and um, mm where he took over the airwaves. Oh, no, sorry. His first appearance back in Batman number one in the 1950s, where he would televise and predict his murders and the time they would die. Um, and it takes that trope and it runs with it on a Christmas Eve, Michael. Oh, um, and it's, it's an old classic. It's an old classic. Um, Holiday Nights came in the kind of rebooted... Um, Batman the Animated Series, the new Batman Adventures, which isn't really core BTAS, but it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Um, and it's the famous one where Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are out in the town um, and Batman is in pursuit of them while they go shopping. And then uh, it's the famous one where Batgirl changes her costume in the middle of kind of a Black Friday throng of people to fight Clayface. Oh, Benjamin. The birth of many a lesbian. Probably. Yeah, more than likely. Um, <laughs> I know that Harley Quinn is going to have uh, an animated special coming up, so I look forward to taking a look at that. But that's really it, Michael, for this week. That's all the television Benjamin specials Benjamin Guy just hopped up on the Discord minutes before we finished recording and said yeah. The Simpsons Season 1, Episode 1, which is a fabulous shout. Is that a Christmas episode? It's very much a Christmas episode. It's the episode where they adopt the dog Santa's little helper. Oh, yeah! And it is Christmas personified. Early years of The Simpsons had some great Christmas episodes. It was mm. also the episode where Bart uh, steals the video game that he wants for Christmas, but it's too oh, violent. Yeah. It's early Simpsons had fabulous Crimbus episodes. And Halloween episodes. But you'll have to wait until next October to hear all our Halloween stuff, ladies and gentlemen, because we already did one of those. We did. Two months of it. It felt like. Two months of it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. 
we are nearing the end of the year. Let's, next week's our last episode. Next week's our last episode for 2023. Oh my God, it's flown or dragged. Or dragged. I think dragged is probably... <laughs> given last week's content, I think dragged uh, yeah, yeah, is probably... Yeah, yeah, last the, week was pretty bad. But Ben, I tell you what, it was better than 2022. And 2021. Yeah, yeah. And most and of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Anything's better than 2020. We don't talk about 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't good. talk about 2020. Um, but come here to me. The reason what? I say all this, Michael, is we have a little tradition here on the podcast. We do. And we like to wrap up our year, Michael, mm. with the Mickeys. Yeah, the annual Mickeys. Yeah, so slip us your Mickeys, ladies and gentlemen. We have a few different categories that we'd love to hear from you on. Um, we want to know your favourite gosh darn film of the year. Favourite like gosh darn film of the year. Yeah, I'd, I would like it if you gave us your flop film of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I'm going to expand yeah. the categories a bit this year. I haven't discussed this with Michael, but I'm doing it anyway. Um I want you to tell us your favourite TV series of the year. Yeah, yeah. What really stretched the arse out of it? And I want to tell you, what episode disappointed you the most in your favourite series this year? I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd love to know what your favourite comic of the year was. Oh yeah, I haven't read many comics this year, Ben. We haven't had time. We haven't had time. We used to have a second podcast dedicated to that. Maybe that's coming back in 2024, but we haven't discussed it. Probably not. We're too busy. Too busy. We're so busy. We've still got so many listeners now. So many listeners now. No, we don't. That's a lie. Please keep listening. Um, come here to me. Come here to me. What? I want to know what your favourite fantasy or sci-fi book was for the year. Give me a recommendation. Mm. Build me up a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know what that was. And then we come to the all-time favourite category, best egg of the year yeah. or goodest egg of the year. Yeah. More in keeping with our tone. Whose year was bad it? Bad egg of the year. Who was a prick? Who was this the worst person this year? And I mean, you're going to have to fucking work hard to beat the IDF. Yeah, the IDF are the worst. They bomb children. <laughs> Did, yeah. I, I'd be against that. And still do. Yeah, probably now. Tell you who I wouldn't want to be this Christmas. A hospital. Yeah. In Palestine. <laughs> no, useless. Fucking useless. So that category has actually been closed off, ladies and gentlemen. No, it has the idea. Worst egg in popular culture. <laughs> worst egg in popular culture. Still probably the IDF. Um, but anyway, come here to me. Yeah. Come here to me. Come here to me. You can pick any character who bombs children. Yeah. And that'll be the worst. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, to me. that's what we're against, really, at the core of it. Don't give us any racist stuff. We've noticed a little uptick in the racist comments on YouTube. We have less of that. <laughs> yeah, less of that, please. Stop. We're that. against that. We got one or two that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, no, we'll there was some it. fella on there shouting about Republicans and Democrats today. And this is not where we're from. Yeah, no, Go away. We'll delete you. We'll delete you as soon as look at you if you just bring any of that American we'll shit in. As soon as look at you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is it from us for this week. You can find us in a few different places. We're on the interwebs at www.shomrabiog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not on the ball. I'm having a bit of an existential crisis. <laughs> now we're attracting that sort of demographic. Anyway, yeah, it means tiny room in Irish, kind of. Yeah, you can find us on our other website, www.shirluxurelistenpodcast.com. At acast.com, dot acast.com. Yeah, um, you can get in touch with us directly at www.michaelandbenjaminspodcast uh, <laughs> at gmail.com. I don't know why you do that. Yeah, also, that's not how emails work, Ben. There's no www. That's not how emails work at all. You can find us at in, on Instagram at your luxury listen podcast. Yeah, you can. You can find us on TikTok at your luxury listen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's it, really. Unless you can find us on Twitter you want to at listen sure. by us digitally. Yeah, we are on there at Listenshire, because who doesn't love inconsistency? <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> if you really want to get bullied by us, yeah. or help us fill the 
endless time that we seem to have to come up with content for. Hop up on the Discord. Give us your suggestions. Give us some grist for the content mill. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you to keep the mill a-grinding. Yeah, keep it grinding. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Right, I'm out of here. Bye. Bye. See you next Christmas.